Good evening. And as always, I want to just take a moment and say thank you for uh, watching. And I want to say uh, sorry for not being on last night. Um, we've had a little bit of sickness with our girls and, and, and my wife. And, and so things were just kind of hectic. And I just wasn't able to to really uh, just present the Word of God in a... Uh, in a way that I thought was faithful. And so uh, I don't want to say I called in a sick day, but uh, I definitely don't want to call it a mental health day, but uh, it was just one of those nights where it was just best not to do one. And so I want to thank you for always being patient and, you know, really just keeping coming back and uh, listening because uh, I really do believe the Lord can bless you. Uh, I know he blesses me in doing these nightly devotions. But tonight I want to talk to you about how do you respond to God? How do you respond to God? You say, oh, Jake, our country needs to turn back to God. I don't disagree with that at all. You say, oh, Jake, I've been in lots of churches here lately and our churches need to turn back to God. I don't disagree with that at all. You say, well, Jake, I... I know a lot of families that need to turn back to God. I don't disagree with that. But that is not the question that I asked you tonight. The question is, how do you respond to God? When you watch these evening devotions and I teach on something that you don't necessarily agree with, but yet the Bible says it, how do you respond? When someone loves that you love speaks truth to you in a Christian biblical way, how do you respond? Well, the flesh says, well, I don't have to listen to them. Or the flesh says, well, nobody's perfect. But tonight, if you really want to be in a place where God can give you hope, it's the name of this ministry, Hope from the Word. It's not just about God giving you the information. It's about how do you respond. And see, Job, we were in chapter 39, chapter 40, and chapter 41, and I won't read all of those to you because it's just a repetition of the awesomeness of God. How powerful he is, how amazing he is, how wonderful he is. But in chapter 42, something happens. God finishes talking. And Job could do one of two things here. He could say, well, Lord, that was great. Good job. Uh, I'm going to go do what I want. He could have said, well, God, that's what you said, but I don't care. I'm going to do what I want. I'm a grown man. Or the third option is hearing from God and saying, okay, Lord. Okay. I will do what you tell me. So I want to read that response to you tonight because sometimes we look at humility as weakness. Sometimes we look at hearing God and listening as something negative. But tonight I want you to listen to Job's words after he had been confronted by God. Then Job answered the Lord and said, 
I know that you can do everything. Nothing is impossible with God. We serve a miracle-working, awesome God. And that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. He's saying, God, your purposes and plans are unstoppable because you're God. It goes on in verse 3 and says, You asked, Who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Job says, Lord, I had no idea what I was talking about, and I should have just kept my mouth shut. I don't know about you, but I've found myself in a few of those situations over the years. And I stopped and thought, hmm, that was a whole lot of hot air. That was a whole lot of trying to impress people by thinking that I knew more than I really did. And Job says, I don't know what I'm talking about, God. Your ways are higher than mine. Your thoughts, God, are above my thoughts. And tonight, that's something I really want you to hear, that God knows what he's doing. You say, Jake, how can God know what he's doing with the political climate of our day and the economic crises that we're facing and the health issues that we are struggling with. How can God know? It would know what he's doing. He does. You say, Jake, but that doesn't help me in the pain and the heartache and the suffering that I'm going through today. I didn't say it would take it all away, but it should help you to step back and say, God, what are you going to do in this situation? It says in verse four, listen, please, and let me speak. You said, I will question you and you shall answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of ear, but now my eyes see you. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Job says, you told me to listen, but God, I not just listened, I have seen that's why the Bible says that God is light and in him is no darkness. That's why the Bible says that we are like a light. We don't hide it under a bush. Because when God shines light into your life and to mine, there is no hiding things. There are no dark corners of my heart that God doesn't know about. There are no secret conversations that I have that God doesn't know about. And what Job says is, God, I have seen you and I have found out that I am a sinner. And he says some of the most amazing words that can change your life tonight. But I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. He says, Lord, I know how wicked I am and I'm turning to you. And tonight I want you to hear this. We've had lots of lessons over the last, well, two years pretty much. Lessons on forgiveness and lessons on hope and lessons on pretty much every topic the Bible has to speak about. But none of those things matters tonight. If you do not hear from God when he says that you're a sinner, that you are a rebel, against him. You say, Jake, I'm a pretty good person. I, I, I'm a pretty good 
uh, individual. I, I come from a good family. There are none good, the Bible says. Zero, zilch, nada. <laughs> and even though our culture says, do what you want, do what you feel, do what you think, do what makes you happy, God says, no. Those desires and fleshly things are sin. You say, well, Jake, what can I do about that? This verse tells you you can repent. You can acknowledge that your sin is real, that you are a sinner. Admit those things. But then you have to believe something, that Jesus does love you. Jesus proved that by dying for you. And so you've got to admit, and you've got to believe, and then you have to do something. You have to make a change, a turning, a calling to God. As he convicts and draws you, you respond with, yes, Lord, here I am. That means you've got to admit, God, I cannot and will not and am not going to pursue the things of my life and my flesh, but I am turning to you, Jesus. Forgive me and become the Lord and Savior of my life. You say, whew, Jake, that was pretty intense, but I'm already saved. The command is still to repent. Maybe you've become prideful in your walk with the Lord. Maybe you're taking advantage of your spouse. Maybe you're not trusting God through COVID. Whatever it is tonight that's taken you from God and has put you at an enemy of God, repent. Because if you're saved, you're never a real enemy of God but you're definitely a wandering child. And so God wants you to come home. But it's going to take you saying, here I am, Lord, sinful and broken, but trusting in you to forgive me, restore me, and save me from my sins. As always, may God richly bless you and your family. And Lord willing, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. God bless.